We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the beautiful USA and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu fresh two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy, and their hamburger even won the Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. Everybody wants to get in on this. These guys take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, giving you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics or hormones. So head to HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use promo code DNVR10 for 10 percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley. As, uh, I mean, let's call it what it is. The Avs never really showed up in this hockey game. Losing to the Blues 4-1 to one ultimately. Never really felt close, did it? No. So. There are. Their first goal felt like the end of the game. Yep. Um, they just, I mean, they just did not look any good. They didn't have any legs. They didn't have any jump. They didn't, there was no fire. There was no competitiveness outside of Justin Nichushkin. Those two yep. were all up on it. Otherwise, it the rest of the team, a lot, of, a lot of dudes cruising around for the most yeah, part. It it was it. I have watched more intense avalanche practices in the last couple of years than that. I mean, they were awful. It got a little better in periods two and three, but by that point, the score dictated the game was pretty much out of hand at that point. Like it was more or less decided. Yep, and so it just didn't matter. But. I mean, this just this was just this was a this was a a nothing burger, man. I mean, this very much. They weren't any they they weren't any good up and down that lineup. Uh, Evan Evan's doing grades per usual tonight, and it's gonna be harsh. If I see if I see anything higher than a B minus, I'm 
veto. I'm <laughs> criticizing him publicly. <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, I don't think you're going to see anything better than a B minus uh, based on what I saw in that hockey game. You mentioned Jostin and Chushkin. Maybe the only other real positive to come out of this game is Nathan McKinnon's point streak continues. And that's a miracle because Nathan McKinnon was awful in this hockey game. Oh, he was so bad, dude. And like, not even, not even going to like. <laughs> I, I don't know. I dared to criticize Nathan McKinnon for his play in the first period. And I got told I was blaming him for everything that was wrong with them. So I don't, I mean, look, Nathan McKinnon wasn't any good tonight. It doesn't mean Nathan McKinnon's the reason that they lost. There were 17 other skaters tonight that also were not very good. For sure. I mean, the, the top line was dog shit. They were so bad. Yep, all three of them were just junk. The second line, whichever version of the second, whichever one you want to call the second line, not very good. I liked Joseph Nichushkin more than any of the other skaters tonight, and I still don't think they were that great. Yeah, I, I mean, I, they generated almost nothing dangerous offensively. Were they working hard? Were they cycling? Were they were they in the right part of the ice? Totally. But that's how you judge a fourth line, not a, not a second or a third line, whichever one you want to call them, because they were listed second. I mean, yeah, by the end of the game, everyone was on a different line, it felt like. So, <laughs> yeah, things got jumbled a little bit at the end, but. I mean, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't even matter. But like, uh, like, I think the reason that this shines a little bit of a spotlight on McKinnon and the top line as a whole is you're the top line for a reason. When your team is having an off game, you're the ones that are expected to dig them out of the hole. And the top line tonight just helped create the hole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, they, they were awful. Like Colorado's top line, like you just don't win very many games. Like, look, how many games was St. Louis winning or in this in this series head to head when the McKinnon line was chewing up O'Reilly for six games? Yep, that happened, and the Avs went five and one in those games. Like, that's not an accident. <laughs> in these last two games, you switch it, and the O'Reilly line chews through the McKinnon line, and what happens? They win those wins. wins. Yep. Like when your when your best players win the battle of the best players, it puts you in a really good position to win the game. When that happens and the depth doesn't do anything dangerous or meaningful. Well, and, and it's a pretty easy victory tonight for St. Louis. This is this they were they were straight cozy. And there's multiple facets to that, right? Like the Avs' fourth line tonight at least started out as Belmar, Sherwood, and Liam O'Brien. You're not expecting to get any goals out of that line. That's a that is purely a we are surviving injuries and trying not to screw screw up anything that happens on this line, right? Which is too bad because they have. I mean, between Belmar and and Sherwood, I think they have two guys that have claims to be NHL players. Sure. You know, Sherwood is very shooty, and I'd like to see a little more than that. Their underlines are actually so phenomenal in this game. They were honestly possession-wise dominant, at least in the first period and second period. But 
And I mean, look, you go, you look at the stats and the abs are going to be skewed pretty heavily because the blues just decided they didn't want to play offense in the third period, but yeah, well, yeah, 22 to four in shot attempts in the third period. Yeah. It's just like, this is absolutely a game where if you didn't watch it and you came back and you look just at the stats and you're like, boy, this looks close when it really wasn't at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because if you look at it, like the abs have, the abs have a little bit of an advantage when the blue score first. But then it's dead even, and then the blue score again, and then it's dead even, and then the blue score again. Yep. And it's dead even, and then the Av score, and then the blue score, and then things really tilt after that. The blues just decide. Like the Avs have like a the yeah. Avs have like a nine-ish shot attempt advantage from the time the game goes zero to zero to four to one. And then and everything just and the then like just a twenty tilts. shot after that. Yeah, yeah, it's just tilts, and it's and it's not really a whole lot meaningful. There were some chances there, but you know, I'm like sure what I I don't know. Like I'm sure what got robbed in the third period. Great save from Bennington. The old double, the old double pad stack. That thing goes in. It's four to two with like eight minutes left, and you don't feel any better about them winning. You're just like cool for Kiefer Sherwood. Yep. It, it's just, it's the when you're not getting production out of your second line, which the Avs haven't been getting great production out of as of late. Granted, Don's going not healthy. Sod obviously out, although he's been playing on the third line. Your top three guys can't afford to have an off night because there's just nothing there beyond yep. that. You'll get, you've seen decent production out of Jost as of late, but you're not, he starts on a third line for a reason, right? You don't put anyone on your third line to expect consistent production out of them. Yeah. That's yeah. So it, the abs just weren't good. I don't, there's no, beating around the bush. This was not a good hockey game. And while there's a lot of negativity here, I also do want to say it's pretty easy to compartmentalize this game into a little box by itself and move <laughs> this, on with your life. <laughs> this, game, this game did not blow my skirt up at all. There, <laughs> there was nothing about this game that I am that that I am taking away as, as particularly meaningful. Yep. Um. The Blues finally beat Jonas Johansson. That's nice for them. True. Uh, they finish. They they win their last two games of the series with their starter against both of Colorado's backups. I guess. Um. No Miko Rantanen. No Brandon Saad. No Jonas Donskoy. So there's a third of your top nine. Byram's still not back on the back end. Defensively, there are no excuses. They've got five of six guys that they've yeah, got five of fair. six guys that are going to be in their lineup at the start of the postseason. And the one guy that's not is Connor Timmons. And I don't know how did you feel. How did you feel about Timmons? He was fine. I, he, I, I he one great beat. play, one really yeah. bad play, and a whole lot of in between that I didn't yeah. mind. He got beat to the outside once, but that was a weird play where like him and Kadri didn't communicate on covering a guy early in the first period. And then he had that whack play where he ends up tripping Patrick Nemeth. And it was like, okay, this is very much 
the energy of this entire hockey game yeah. was Connor Trimmins, Connor Timmins tripping his D partner. But yeah, and, and Nemeth, I mean Nemeth has been. I put it in my post game piece, which was actually done for once. Um, he's been awful. He, they they have gotten the Avs in this is what three games now for him. Yep. yep. Uh, Nemeth Nemeth has given them. All of the negatives that you knew were that existed and with Patrick none of Nemeth, the positives. and absolutely none of the upside that they were looking for. That they that like you under you go in understanding that these negatives with Patrick Nemeth exist. Yep, that they're normal. That they are a normal that just a thing that exists. It is just part of who he is as a player. It's part of his DNA. But none of the stuff that has made him valuable in his any in his NHL career with Colorado and with Detroit was on display. Has the been on display so far. Isn't there? There's the no physicality. Isn't there? There's no good defense being played. He's not blocking shots. You can't help the PK if you're in the box, big fella. And on the PK has not changed anything. That that unit continues to go south. Yep. I have no idea where Ryan Graves is going. On that first power when play goal. He was like actively put himself into no man's land. <laughs> like, I have no idea why he goes that far out to try and block that shot. What are you doing? I don't I don't Nobody understand. Knows. I don't understand this approach that the team has uh to the to to that PK unit right now. I don't get it. It's very. It feels very lost. It really does. But I mean, the problems were far beyond just the penalty kill in this one. So, yeah, no Miko, no Grubauer. Miko wasn't expected to be ready. There's a chance since Grubauer's off the COVID list that he could have goaltendered. But I mean, like, like he joins, he joins them on. He joins them. He's off the list. He goes through his. I, I don't. I just don't understand. I don't know. We'll don't wait for Evan. We'll wait, wait for Evan yeah. for this. Evan will have the uh, the presser information on here soon. Uh, look, it was terrible hockey. <laughs> this was this I, I put on Twitter after the game. This was their least competitive game since their four one loss to St. Louis on opening night. More than one person tweeted at me saying that this was the worst game of Nathan McKinnon's career. It, I mean, and 16, look, 17 happened and yeah. we, we would have to comb through a lot of bad hockey yeah. to, try and, to try and actually like figure any of that out. But uh, it did. I mean, it certainly is the worst that we have among the worst that we've seen him play in a long time in the last couple of years. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, just not, not good at all. So, a lot of bad, but we'll talk a little bit more about it after this first period break, as we are sponsored by Breckenridge Brewery. I'm sure that game made a lot of you want to drink. Get yourself a Hot Peak IPA, like I have right here. Also, check out their Breck Seltzers, 15-can sampler packs of absolutely delicious alcoholic seltzer. You gotta love it. You can also head out to the DNVR bar and try eight different types of their beer on tap there. Yeah, Breck Brew's dope. 
go have some if you haven't had it yet. We are also brought to you by Gabby Insurance. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash DNVR. Go check them out. Everyone who's used them with DNVR has saved at least a couple hundred bucks. The average user saves $961 a year on car and home insurance. So why not go visit? It's completely free and you can save yourself a whole ton of money on your home and auto. Again, that's Gabby.com slash DNVR. And last but not least, when you save all that money, go to DNVR and get an annual subscription. One, it helps support us. Two, you get amazing content. Three, it comes with a free mask and shirt. So you get a little bit of everything for your bang for your buck over at the DNVR.com. Look at all the awesome stuff. Even big beers down at the bar. It's it's dope all the way around. You get a bunch of wins. You get to hang out in the DNVR lounge with all of the gang. Look, DNVR is dope. I don't know how else to sell it. You can also get yourself a free holistic stick there along with your free shirt. If CBD is your thing, they will hook you up just for getting an annual subscription to DNVR. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook as we do have Evan here to... Tell us, uh, quote, the first period was dog shit. Is that the start and end of the the entire presser? Uh, Well, I mean, it could have been. And I'm sure most would agree it probably could have kept going from there. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, Landy and Bednar were not happy with the first period. And Landy was very, uh, I guess, explicit with how bad he thought it was. Uh, and I think Bender even said their brains were not turned on. Um, and he doesn't really want to blame the COVID break as, you know, kind of cutting into everything, but he said it, it could potentially be playing a role in everything. And obviously they don't want to be making excuses about the fact that they're missing a lot of people, but yeah, I mean, anyone who could look at this lineup right now can see that there's a talent, a depleted talent, I guess, infusion in there. So yeah, it's uh, it was not a good showing. Yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> you always know it's a bad game when Landis Cog is the only one that shows up at the press use. conference. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They, they run him out every time. Nobody wants to talk to anybody. For sure. Yeah. Well, it's to, that's the job of the captain. Yeah, no you doubt. Know, that's the job. I I remember uh, when I covered the Abs in Vegas, that seven nothing loss, and I walked in and I was like. I hate to do this, man. And he was like, I understand. It's my job. <laughs> he was like, you can talk to me after every game if you need to. It's fine. Um, he knows. Like, that's that's the thing. Yep. He, every game in 16, 17, he was the, the guy you could always, who would always stand up and talk. So he didn't have a good game, but he's always going to talk. <laughs> like, well, he's at least going to be the face of the game. franchise. So. Yeah. Yep. Unlike, you know, the other guy who you rarely get to talk to. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how little we, we've seen of him this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> can't imagine he was too interested in talking tonight. So it, it doesn't matter what night it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Did they lose four one? Did they win eight nothing? Same response. He gone. He gone. Uh, were there any positives from the press conference at all, or was this basically this was awful in every way and get rid of it? 
No, uh, no. Miko's not joining the team. Uh, Grubauer skating tomorrow, but Bednar did sound like he was like really wanted to him to start him on Wednesday, but he's like, he basically just is like, you know, I have to be smart here. That he he wants to win that game, so he wants to start Grubauer, but he knows Grubauer is not totally ready. And if that dude goes in there after a week off the ice and he pulls something. It's super duper not worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he knows he knows better, but the competitor in him absolutely is like play Groovy. Play Groovy. I don't want to play these bums. Uh other positives? No, not really. I mean, I wanted to ask about Byram, but I don't feel like that's a good question to ask after a after a, sh- that's a shit kicking. Tomorrow during practice. Yeah. Plus, I mean, it's a guy who's back home. He might not even have anything to tell us. You never know. I always, so. I always tell people that's a Practice question. That's a practice question. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, the other thing that came up was about Kadri. If he's getting different line mates, if that plays a role in his struggles, or if it's just a cold guy and he's like, nope, he's just cold. And the Joe Nichushkin combo is playing a lot better. So they were trying to do everything we can to keep them going. And Kadri's got to figure it out. Is is that your take as well, Evan? Because AJ and I were sifting through the positives, and we pretty much came up with Justin Machushkin, and that was that was it. Yeah. Um, Timmins again, off and on. He was a lot more off than he has been the last two games, I think. But I still like that he's playing a little bit more aggressive, trying to jump in, things like that. But uh, and Sherwood, I kind of like Sherwood. <laughs> he's a uh, He's not like going to light the world on fire, but I think he's a decent player. It's funny you say that because I wrote about Sherwood in my post game thing, and all I just said, I just said, I like Kiefer Sherwood. Yeah, <laughs> I like him. <laughs> That's it. So, digging out a couple of positives there. Um, uh, what is your biggest concern going forward? Because look. Yes, the top line was atrocious tonight, but that's not something that's going to continue to happen going forward. I Kadri has kind of been a concern all year, if I'm being honest. He's had some really good games, but for the most part, it's been kind of an ugly year for him where most games you don't really notice him. And when you do notice him, it's turnovers, things like that, not using his line mates. That's why it's like, who's his line mates? It doesn't matter. He's not passing to them. Like, he doesn't really use his line mates all that much. So, Kadri's a concern because that's why he was brought in, to be the secondary guy, and he's just not providing that right now. Um, and beyond that, you know, I, Graves isn't in the top four, and he looks, I think he looks really bad. And Nemeth, Bender did mention that, you know, Nemeth did miss a month with the between when he got hurt in Detroit. So he is rusty right now and they, they do notice that. So, but that's your, yeah, that's your four or five right now. And they do not look good. And when the top three also don't look good, you know, it just kind of expands on that. This was to piggyback off that. I feel like this was a great example of when your best players are bad, you just lose in the NHL. Like, you need depth guys, you need secondary scoring, you need lower pairings to but, not get crushed and stuff. Like, yes, okay. 
But if but, your best players aren't even competent, you never had a chance. Yeah, like if your best players are are actively hurting you and they're losing their matchups and they're not getting anything done when they're out there, you're just not winning. Yep. Uh, Evan, <laughs> who who had more energy, the Avs tonight or you in your uh, midnight game the other night? <laughs> well, we won, so. Oh, easy. <laughs> but. Today I I can barely move my body uh, after playing a tournament after God knows how long. But yeah, we won. It was weird looking up at the clock at the end of the game and seeing it's like one twelve in the morning. It's like good lord. Is that the time left in the period or the the time of day? <laughs> I'm all tuckered out. <laughs> yeah, the abs didn't have legs and they didn't have their brains. That's uh. Usually not a good combination for any walk of life. Yeah, hockey or otherwise. Yeah, not a not a great look on the on the scale there for sure. Uh, Nathan McKinnon's fourteen game point streak. AJ and I touched on it. it, it cool that it continues. Can how. Not that McKinnon was going to win the MVP anyway, but what would it take at this point? Does this game basically just stop any momentum he had for MVP or a second place in MVP since McDavid's going to win it anyway? Yeah, I don't think he had any real momentum going towards the MVP. He, I haven't like heard his name other than McGuire going off the other day i haven't really heard his name talked about at all as mvp which the, thing, is... the thing is man is you you go and you look he's he's right behind leon dreisaitl now for second yeah. in scoring in the nhl like he's like so i think if people when people get to the end of the year if he if he overtakes dreisaitl even comes I mean, like cool you know within still eight points I mean, of mcdavid well, and he's yeah. still he's still like 12 points or whatever behind mcdavid yeah. you know what whatever it's gonna end up being whatever those final totals are like that's how that's how he gets in that's how he gets into it right yeah. like because the people who aren't staying up and want they're not watching this game because this game is on when they can watch it but all of the canadian division is playing tonight so that's getting watched by everybody all the eastern teams are playing at the same time and then i could damn sure tell you all those dudes are not staying up to watch the abs next week and when all of those games are starting at 30 Eastern. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. So <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, I we're talking like that. If he gets, if he finishes third, cause I think that's the only realistic shot for him is to finish third. Um, what a run that would be though. Like yep. a second. And then I don't know, whatever he finished after that. And then a second, and then a third. It's it's all setting up for him to get the lifetime achievement heart next year. <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't matter what he does. The heart's been decided for a while. Yeah, we talked about Nemeth as the new guy in the defense. Thoughts on Soderberg so far through three games? Um, well, he's not a top six forward, and that's kind of how they're using him. Which is, you know, I don't know if that's because that's what they plan to do or if that's just because they don't have a full lineup right now but yeah i mean i like soderberg as a player uh but he hasn't like super fit in right now like the random icing at the start of the game when he had the puck just come to him and he just launched it down the ice was the most ridiculous thing ever um 
yeah, I like him as a player, but th- if this is the plan to move him in the top six for the rest of the year, then hopefully they see it's not going to work out. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I, no I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Soderberg's a top six player either. His his highlight so far was when he tried that Forsberg move and, and it, it didn't, didn't work. work at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he had a nice feed to Kadri the other night where Kadri just got robbed. Like he has had some chances, but yeah, he's not a top six forward and they just have to realize they can't use him as much as they really have been using him. Yep. I I think that's pretty accurate. Granted getting Don's going ranting and back would certainly help with things like that. But hopefully Brandon's on back before the start of the postseason. That two to four weeks is like right yeah. on that. Will he be end. back or won't he? If it's I... more two weeks, then you're fine. If it's more four weeks, yeah. I I have a theory that Sod's been banged up for a while, and I almost wonder if they're like, just get healthy. <laughs> Because he, uh, there's been some days where, I mean, he missed a morning skate a while back. Like, I, I kind of think he's been dealing with something for a while, and he's just a veteran. They're like, yeah, you can just sit out for a couple of weeks. I'm not worried about him missing the playoffs. For sure. My theory. It, even if he does miss the playoffs, it shouldn't be more than the first round. But without getting into speculation there, uh, we there our second period break as we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. You can get on over there. Use code DNVR when you sign up to get a bunch of amazing different odds boosts on pretty much any sport under the sun. But specifically right now, if you go sign up, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing you the $1 to win $100 in free bets. All you have to do is place a wager on any draft day outcome for the NHL. If it hits, you win $100. It's that that simple. You can bet on something as easy as a quarterback going first overall, and you win $100 for $1 bet. That's free money. That's what it is. So go over there. Get on DraftKings Sportsbook if football's not your thing. Bet on hockey. Bet on basketball. Bet on baseball. You name it. Bet over there. They have a bunch of amazing different things that you can do. You can try. They even set up uh, those little missions for you. So if you're looking for doing some fun little bets, things like that, they'll be like, hey, do this three-leg parlay with whatever bets you want, and you'll get a little bonus. Highly recommend it. Check out the check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that DNVR code to let them know. We sent you only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Uh, Colorado only. New customer only. Winnings paid out in free bets. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Also brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. You can get 25% off now with code DNVR25 over at StravaCraftCoffee.com. And you can try it before you buy it by coming down to the DNVR bar where you can get their cold brew right at the bar. Excuse me. We're also brought to you by Solos Meds. Now is a great time to get in on these guys. Five days left to get in on their trip to Jamaica. 
that they are getting giving away. Head to soulwithmeds.com slash sweepstakes to find the rules and get yourself entered today. Be sure you use code DNVR20 when you go on down there to get 20% off your entire purchase. Great deals. Great chance to win a trip to Jamaica. What do you have to lose? It's dope. Jump in. Ends at the end of April. So do it. You don't have long left. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe to the video here on YouTube. Helps us out a bunch when you do those things. Helps support the channel. All of that business. Ten games left for the Avs. They are now... Hurry it up. (laughs) (laughs) They are now four points behind Vegas with a game in hand and one point ahead of Minnesota with a game in hand. It's going to remain a little bit weird because Minnesota plays tomorrow night, I believe. So they... Oh, Minnesota doesn't play till the 28th. Wow, what's it like having two days off in a row? Crazy. <laughs> um, anyway, are, are any panic buttons being hit? Are we still just chilling, waiting to see... Wednesday's game to really set up what first in in this division slash potentially the entire NHL looks like. I'm not panicking. Um, Minnesota has five games against St. Louis and two against Vegas, and Colorado has two games against Vegas and then eight games against LA and San Jose. Colorado's got a soft enough schedule that they should be fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm not panicking either. I mean, I would say if the Avs lose on Wednesday, maybe the division's out of hand. But even Probably. then, even then, like comfortable with second place. Yeah, they they don't have. They're missing some players right now. It is what it is. They. Yeah, I'm not worried. This team was just completely steamrolling the NHL for two months. They're gonna, they had two bad games. It happens. Agreed. I the, the, honestly, the first love of these two losses wasn't even that bad of a hockey game. A bad fifteen minutes, definitely. But, um, yeah, it's it's is it the super next level galaxy brain play where they lose to the Blues, and then take the second seed, so Vegas has to play St. Louis in round one, like a suddenly i mean look if st louis is gonna get in it's because they won their way in they will have gone through colorado minnesota and vegas to do it yep because that's what there's that's those are the teams that have been on their schedule for the entire last month of the season with arizona being the only other one so if st louis gets in it's because they earned that because they worked their way in against the toughest competition that they could have had so that's just you know like kudos to them. Is that the big brain play? I mean, you don't want to give up. You don't want to give up the first seed. It's not even just the first seed in your own division, but you remove yourself from being the top seed uh, from home ice for the rest of it. For for the other the other division matchups. Assuming, yeah, of course, I'm just assuming the top teams come out of it. Yeah, yeah. If they if they don't, then you know who knows. The free seed is free game for sure. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But I just don't, you know, I don't. I'm not. It, 
this is this is not the NBA. You don't you don't dick around with seating like that. You know, if they're if they're if they tell Brandon Saad to go and take two weeks to get healthy, like that's a that's a big brain play. Like, go for it. That's totally fine. Like, we'll survive. We're in the playoffs. Do whatever you got to do to to get healthy and get those because like that's what you went and got Brandon Saad for. These the fifty six games is like the vehicle, right? That that you drive through and decide your seating. Great, but you really went and got him to get you to that next level. So getting him healthy, getting getting Ranton in back into the groove, getting getting Donskoy back into a groove, a, a notoriously streaky player in Jonas Donskoy, a guy who has gone more than 40 games without scoring goals in multiple NHL seasons. Like this is this is a dude that is super duper streaky. And now that he's completely removed from all of the good vibes and the great rhythm that he was in, I'm worried that he's going to come back and the guy's just going to be a black hole again. He's going to go back to that, to what we saw at the end of last year, where he was, he looked totally compromised. He didn't look any good at all. So I'm worried about that. Honestly, just not that worried about Nazem Kadri. That guy has, that guy has consistently risen to the moment and figured it out in big times in his career. Would I, would I love for him to get it going sooner than later? Yes. But I, I would be shocked if he doesn't have a handful of hot performances before the postseason starts. Just for the record, Donskoy kind of was in one of his slumps before he left, got hurt yeah, got he, COVID. He had cooled down pretty significantly. He, he had his hat trick game and then straight up seven points without a, or seven games without a point. And now he's been out. So, but that's exactly who he is. So. Has anyone watched? I didn't see anything with Saad last game. No, I, they said lower body, right? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. So, I think yeah. I think you have a sound theory. It makes perfect sense to me that if he's been banged up and they know that he's been banged up and he's been fighting something, as soon as they as soon as they clinch, they're like, just just ease off, dude. <laughs> Fine. I'm, it makes it makes all the sense in the world. Just take care of you. Make sure that you're up and running. That two to four weeks is a nice soft timeline. It could give him it could if, if he was really feeling fine, it could give him time to come back and get two or three games to knock some rust off. For the is record, Kadri twenty eight points in thirty four playoff games in his career. So did <laughs> is it not weird that uh they actually gave a timeline? With Saad. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> done, four weeks. They've done this a couple of times at the end of regular seasons where they're like, Mwah. Yeah, Miko, a couple years back. Yeah. Like, now we'll, just so you guys know, he might be back for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. When it's not, when they don't have the option of threatening teams with it in the regular yeah. season anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know much how much more there is to talk about. I think. I was hoping for more out of Cout, just to be honest. I think he's been kind of underwhelming. I'd like that he, he's trying to make plays, like he's trying to hold on to the puck, but there's not a whole lot going on right now. Yeah, I was hopeful that this would be the game where he would step up and do something. Yep. And then the entire team was just... The, yeah, the entire team shits the bed, and it's like, yeah, uh, well... That's disappointing. Certainly nothing has happened that says take him out of the lineup. 
Yeah, I, I mean, look, they put him on the third line over Sherwood and O'Brien in this game. I please, please be done with Liam O'Brien. Please, he is useless. In a game where you're getting, your team has no energy. Yep. And you're getting your goal dropped on you. You get a second goal in the first period. Like, if your dude's not going to fight somebody, then that guy exists to bring energy and to just go out there and take take a big big run at a dude and hit a guy. And like, I just don't. If what, what in the hell does he exist for? If in a game like this, he does nothing. Like, this is your moment. You're on. <laughs> like, the team looks the team looks like shit. They have no energy. They have no life. This is exactly what the fourth line physical plug is supposed to do. You're not in there to play hockey, bro. You're in there to hit somebody. You're, you're in there to fire everybody else up. You are in there to be an emotional spark. And he didn't do a damn thing. He did what he always does. He just rolls on into the zone, picks a spot, stops, waits for the puck to leave the zone, and then skates to the bench. Like, I I am so blown away that a team that has made so many smart personnel decisions in the last few years continues to waste time on this guy. How many games has he played now? Like, Dude, it's like just, 10 of them. Like, he's played more than like any call up this year, I'm pretty sure. Like on forwards at least. It's I don't I don't get it, dude. Yep, this was game 10 for O'Brien. 11. That's that. You got him at 11. Really? Yeah. I hate the NHL's website so much. Okay. It's 11 despite 11. the NHL saying 10. This is this is me being the kid from Almost Famous, where he just keeps screaming eleven at the beginning 11. of the movie. <laughs> Play McDonald's. No one knows what happened. McDonald just disappeared yeah, too. McDonald's yeah, is McDonald's, gone. McDonald's somehow has a multi-week injury during the COVID pause. He was. Yeah. Got what hurt. are you he got doing? Hurt using his body by Jake at home during the COVID break. <laughs> What are you doing? It's Bowflex. <laughs> I'm just. One of my roommates bought a Bowflex. And he has. They spent... still make those things? He has spent four months putting it together oh in the living God. room. Like, I think one piece gets added per week. <laughs> I go upstairs and it's it's so funny because it's, it's out of the way of everything. So it's not a problem. Is it like the OG Bowflex or is it their new, like free weight system where you like lock it into the maybe if it ever got finished i could tell you (laughs) that i feel like do do kids these days days know what bowflex is like yeah well i said body by jake and i'm glad somebody recognized it but i really aged myself on that one Yeah, that was before like (laughs) bowflex was the thing on in infomercials when i was a kid for sure but i what i remember was tybo uh, a little that guy came to my high school. So. Billy Blanks came to your high yeah, school. <laughs> he came to our high school and did typo. Amazing. So uh, yeah, well maybe maybe Jacob McDonald pulled something on his pelly. <laughs> Him and Harrison hanging out on the peloton. <laughs> yeah, fighting, fighting for the the, the title of peloton prince. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh no! Someone said shake weight. <laughs> ah, the shake weight, classic. <laughs> I don't know about classic, but that's well. The, you're getting the the real true experience of this hockey game. The DNVR lounge was talking about weightlifting during this hockey game, so <laughs> that's how entertaining it was. It just was not a good one. Dude, it really wasn't. Like, every year there's always like those five to ten games where you're like, if I could have just burned these from yep. my memory, if I could just, just go this one, if I could go back and like tell that version of me, like, just don't bother, just it, don't watch it, one, do something yeah. else during this game. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole this season. Would, this would be on that list. Like, <laughs> there haven't been very many of those this year. There really haven't. Yeah. No. This one, the opening night game, the eight to three loss, the six to two losses to San Jose and Minnesota, and the three to nothing loss to Vegas, and the three to two loss to LA. Those okay. are the ones that I'm burning. Got a couple people in here knowing who Body by Jake is. Uh, thank God. <laughs> I did the I did love the play where. Tave sat behind his net for 10 seconds yeah. telling everyone to go and he just launched it the bench. Thank you for the super chat anime. Oh man. I don't we don't own a shake. I'm not buying a shake weight for a manscaped read, all right? It's only so much oh, I'm willing no. to put into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's only if they sign a long-term advertising deal with us and not these short-term ones. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> because they're only the only time they would do that is if we were if we were crushing it in the sub so much that you know yeah. they were people were just willing to commit. Yeah, people people were burying them in DNVR codes where they were like, we've got it, we've got to bring you on. It's a long-term plan. <laughs> All right. Then, then he'll get the shake weight, or I'll get the shake weight for him. However, it happens. I don't know what more I can do to get you guys to sign up for Manscaped at this point. So yeah, it's true. <laughs> Everybody loves the Manscaped reads, but it's like you guys need to go and buy all their stuff <laughs> over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Yep. <laughs> all right. I get. I, are we done here? I, there, there can't really be any final thoughts about this hockey game, other than it never happened. Dude, I'm I'm so excited it's over and that we just get to move on. Um, I'm really looking forward to Wednesday. I think Colorado goes in uh, with no Grubauer and no Ranton in and a little bit compromised. They get to I play think, with nothing to lose a little bit. Yeah, exactly. They get to play a little loose and free. All of the pressure is on Vegas. Um. I, yeah, I feel like I feel like whatever happens Wednesday, I'm fine with. There isn't a result that will bother me. Um, super excited for it. The real highlight of today is that Jeff Breidich quit, and the, yeah. the 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 flowers are allowed to bloom at Coors Field again. The fountain can work. The trees can grow. The 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 witch is dead, man. If this loss was required for Breidich to step down, I'll take it ten times out of ten. Yeah, if this was if this was penance for Breidich quitting, I'm so about it. Same. I never Same. I never have to see that dude's stupid face in a press conference ever again. That smug asshole got what he deserved, and it only took him tearing down the best Rockies group ever to do it. So hey, he's gone. Now we get to move on. 
it's that meme society when Brightich yeah. quits. Society <laughs> if Brightich was never part of the Rockies. Yeah. Super futuristic. <laughs> yeah. I, man, before playing St. Louis these last couple weeks, it was like, oh, man, we're going to see a new team. We haven't seen them since the start of the year. Now I'm like, I'm done with them. And now San Jose kind of feels like t- that team. So I don't what they haven't played San Jose very much this year. It didn't feel yeah, like so. They have four games coming up against them. Yeah. That's how little joy I've gotten from this schedule that I'm like, oh, we're going to see a new team, San Jose. They feel new. It's fresh. Until the, that fourth game in a row, and then you'll be like, yeah. make it end. Until that fourth game in a row that ends at friggin' midnight for their moon camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. Well, All right. gonna, next week's going to suck, dude. <laughs> it's... That was yeah. The early there's one more uh, 6 p.m. Mountain game, and then the vast majority of the games are like 7:38 or 8:30 Mountain, and it's yeah. gonna be bad. Why was this game at five anyway? Like that's not even a good time in St. Louis. Like I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, this was supposed to be the Vegas game, so there might have been them working around something going on on national TV. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, this was supposed to be the the first period was supposed to be finishing up between Colorado and Vegas right now. Yep. So, I also like how anytime we ever say anything about the start time of a game, every East Coast East Coast <laughs> fan like rolls out of there and is like, "How do you think it is for us?" And then, like, the amateurs meme of yeah, that guy where exactly. the Europeans, like, the Europeans roll out here and they're like, Do you think we that's feel bad? Like this is, yeah, this starts at 1 a.m. Do you think the, that's bad? The guys in Australia, are like, hey, these games started like 6 p.m. for us. This is, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> oh, David's popping off again. Damn, what else is new? I want him to get to 100 so badly. Dude, I hope he does it. I think that would be so cool. In any case, we are going to get out of here unless Evan has some other things to say. No? Good? All right. On that note, thank you for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. We appreciate all of y'all so very much. We'll be back tomorrow with a 1 p.m. show, normal, non-game show, and then, yeah, post-game Wednesday. Yeah, what should, we, what should we talk about tomorrow? Oh, I don't know. We could talk about so many things. Talk more about this like, game. Like what? <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about abs or around the league? Because those are two very different topics. I don't know. Talk about Alex Newhook. Oh, Alex Newhook. Who? I'll just go get all his highlights tonight and then we won't even do a pod it'll just be 20 minutes of new hook highlights and that'll be our show (laughs) okay for real though until tomorrow we will talk to all of y'all later